Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. And we're into extra time. Kia ora and welcome to Extra Time. I'm Stephen Hewson. The NRL's back, Super Rugby Aotearoa is underway, and now it's netball's turn. The ANZ Premiership's back on court from Friday after a three-month hiatus. Just one round was played back in March, and the competition resumes on Friday night when the Waikato Bay of Plenty Magic play the Mystics. On Saturday, it's the Battle of the South, with the Steel playing the Tactics, while on Sunday, the defending champs, the Pulse, play the Northern Stars, pitting last year's finalists against one another. And the Stars and the Tactics then play one another on Monday night. Joining me on the programme today is RNZ's Bridget Tunnicliffe, former Silver Fern and international umpire Joan Hodson, locker room Suzanne McFadden and Northern Stars midcourter Mila Royalieu Buchanan. Welcome to you all. Mila, if we start with you, I imagine you've got pretty itchy feet to get back on court. How tough has it been watching rugby league and then rugby get back while you've all had to cool your heels? Yes, it has been tough, especially because... um you know, we've, we had quite a long pre-season um, build up to our first match against the Mystics. Um, I believe it was in March. Um, so, and then to obviously have it, you know, in, in the circumstances with COVID, it was quite challenging for all of us. Um, and then to come back for almost the third pre-season, um, it's been challenging. But I think the girls have just been working hard um, because we've been, you know, wanting to maintain our um, strict conditioning that we, you know, managed to the game, I guess, through that first pre-season. Um, so all the girls are working hard, and like you say, we're itching to get out on that court on Sunday. It must feel very odd at this time of the year, having played so little netball when for so long, I mean, I'm talking even before your premiership mm. contract, as a teenager playing rep stuff, I mean, you know, the amount of netball you would have already have played by this stage of the year. Yes, you're you're totally right, and it's funny. We um, a few of the girls from the stars and uh, who played in 2019, so last season, we had memories that were showing up um, of our grand final, which would have been played last week. Um, you know, our last game of the season. So it's, it's it's crazy to think that we would have been finishing this time last year, um, but we're only just starting this time this year. So um, yeah, it has been yeah, it's been a weird, a strange time for all of us. Um, but like like we say, I think we're all just itching to get out on the court. So it doesn't matter how long it takes. Um, I think we're all ready. Bridget, a long wait for netball fans. It's almost over. But given the first half of this competition is going to be completely Auckland-based, how much of an advantage is that going to be for the likes of the Stars and the Mystics? Uh, I think travel-wise, um, they have a big advantage there. That's going to be pretty tough for, especially the Southern Steel coming up from Invercargill, Dunedin, and the mainland tactics from Christchurch. Um, so travel will be a factor. In terms of home crowd, I don't think as much as it normally would be because we, the, the the stadium, the Auckland Netball Centre, only seats up to 500 people. So that's quite different from playing in front of a home crowd of 5,000 or so, which would be the normal venue size 
uh, with the, the regular venues. So with the smaller venue, the home court advantage is, pro- is negated somewhat. But, um, yeah, I'm sure those teams like the Steel and the Tactics uh, will be happy with today's announcement from Netball New Zealand that they will be getting some home games in the second half. Joan, what are you sort of looking forward to most or anticipating with this resumption of the competition? Oh, I just can't wait to see the players on court. You know, like Mila was saying that she's itching to get out there. Man, I'm itching just to watch some really good netball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm really... I think with the home advantage, there is going to be one for the Mystics. And also, I see that Stars have been training a couple of times or something on the court. You know, just for these shooters, that's going to be massive, you know, getting used to those posts. Um, so, yeah, I think that that will be, you know, a bit of a factor. But I, I can't wait to see the Mystics. You know, I'm a Auckland-born and bred netballer and, you know, played for them over 12 years. So I'm just so excited to see Grace and Ricky and uh, I just love the feeding of that little centre that they've got. Taylor, I think her name is, and... Yeah, I just can't wait. And Pulse, you know, have already said, I've just got a, um, information from the media, Jano, and she's saying that they've got four games um, at home, you know, four mm-hmm. of the five games at home in the second part of the season. So, yeah, man, I'm going to get along to a few games and can't wait. You won't be able to sneak in for the first couple, though, Joan. Friends and family only, or, or have you managed to? No, hell no. I'm, I'm in Taranaki, bro. So. <laughs> but you're not going to go up to Auckland, but... No, yeah, I'd, look, I'd love to, but um, nah, they won't beat me in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Su- Suzanne, you, I mean, this is the first, uh, if I'm right, Southern Hemisphere competition for women's sport to get back underway. It's a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. And I'm just full of uh, kudos for what Netball New Zealand have achieved really in this time. I think that they have just been really adaptable, really agile in getting this competition back up and running again. Uh, It can't have been easy. I know they had to change the draw a couple of times. You know, every time the uh, COVID levels changed, they had to change the draw, be ready for whatever, come what may. And um, I think obviously, you know, there's been government money to help. So... Uh, it's it's kept them all employed and kept them busy, but I think they've done an amazing job to get it back up and running. Well, you've also had the financial problems that the tactics have had going into receivership and had to be propped up by Netball New Zealand too. Yeah, and um, great work by Netball New Zealand to pick up the tab and make sure that the tactics really didn't miss a beat. I mean, they they were able to keep training and, of course, they were only down to their coach uh, they didn't have assistant or physios or anybody like that working with them when they came back out of lockdown. But um, I think the tactic's going to be the uh, dark horses of this competition this year. I mean, the pulse are going to be really hard to beat. But uh, I'm looking at the tactics to provide some real excitement, especially with Tapaya Selby Rickett in their shooting end and the return of Timalisi. Whakahukatau, I think, will make them uh, a really formidable side. Mila, I mean, you've, you've obviously got to back the stars, but, I mean, how do you think this competition's going to, to pan out? Is it possibly going to be a bit more even than, than we might previously have expected? Yeah, well, um, obviously, up the stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, um, but I agree. It's going to be um, quite a competitive, um, you know, competition throughout all the teams. Um, I guess we've been doing a lot, a lot of analysis on each team and, yeah, it is pretty even. So um, I am really looking forward to seeing, I guess, what, um, you know, the challenges that um, are yet to come. But um, like I say, I'm backing the stars all the way. Mila, because only the top two sides uh, will go through to that final, so we don't have top three this year and no elimination final, how important is it to uh, make the most of every game? Oh, yeah, it's really crucial, you know. And, um, you know, my coach, uh, Kitty Will, she's been pretty hard on us in terms of, you know, we need to, I guess, start strong and end strong throughout each game because, like you say, um, it could be quite detrimental to... Um, the scoreboard and, and in terms of our, our finals. So I guess we'll just have to be focusing on, well, our main focus for the season is just consistency um, because, I, um, you know, there are times where, you know, we start start strong and then we can just kind of fade away, but um, we need to make sure that we're consistent throughout the whole season if we want to make that final. The change in quarters, the, the travel factor and having to play back-to-back matches at times is not only going to be a major test for the players, but also the, the coaches uh, I spoke to the Polvers Yvette McCausland jury about that and she accepts the, the challenge that lies ahead. People will be ready. This competition will be really interesting in lots of ways. Every team's got good balance across the court. There's good variation. I think it will be really tough and competitive and add in the challenge of travel and those other you know blends that come with it. It'll be a pretty even competition. So looking forward to starting and just want to make sure we're on the right side of it in the end. It must be very much a test of the coaches as much as the, of the players going in this resumption, given, yeah, given what's gone on. Absolutely. I think that ability to think really clearly about um, a shortened format and how we compete in that space along with managing our playing roster. And it's an area I feel really confident with our group that we've got a good, strong 10. And, of course, with our training partners coming through, there's some good backup there. So feel really good about that piece. And, and obviously for us, we've got strong leaders who understand that performance environment and together we've been working really hard to make sure we're ready. And everyone's flying in to Auckland. I mean, how much of a, a problem or situation is that going to be? To yeah, yeah, certainly it is what it is and, and we don't have a choice. But I think, you know, along with that, us managing recovery, making sure that they're fit enough to, to, to handle the load. The back-to-backs will be tough. There's lots of elements that are different, but that's OK. They're just challenges sent to you know, test us, so we look forward to it and, and there'll be moments where it feels really tough but it is, it's something we're ready for and we've talked a bit about it but um, largely we just get on with it. You'd be pleased you're not the steel at this point. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you think you've got it tough and somebody's got it harder. So I think, you know, reality is we'll take what we're given and do everything we can. We want to be in the grand final and we want to compete for the title. So that's what it's going to take. That's what we'll do. Suzanne, do you sense the spotlight is going to be on the coaches? perhaps just as much, even not more so, than the players, to, given the, the, the format of this competition? Yeah, could well be, Stephen. I think um, I'm really excited to see um, a new, faster game of netball. Um, it'll be, it may be a thing that catches on, you know, just have shorter quarters. Um, and I also think that it's going to be quite testing on the coaches with so many games in a short space of time. You know, it's been squashed down to 10 weeks and you've got four or five games a weekend and some teams will have double headers on a weekend. And I know it, it may not be something new, but it's it's constant, you know. And so um, coaches are going to have to find ways to keep their players 
uh, alert, keep them um, at their very best, and also, you know, to change their tactics if, if anything happens in, in game one and they're on game three again. So I think it's going to be a really interesting competition. I think it, it may even pick up some new viewers because it's different. Mila, you're a mid-quarter, so you, you, you cover a lot of Ks on, on the court. How, how do you feel about the, the prospect of those back-to-back games? Yeah, well, I think I'm a bit of an energy bunny, so um, I don't. I think it'll be all right. And um, I just want to acknowledge our, our strength and conditioning trainer because she's um, done a pretty good job with our whole team. Um, and I think the good thing about our team and in regards to those back-to-back games, um, we've got quite a quite a strong um, 10 um, core. So regardless of who's on, I think they'll bring bring something, um, bring their own different strengths to the court. Um, but also we're lucky that we get to have those training partners sit on the bench with us um, when we do have those double headers. Um, and as mentioned, the games are now 12-minute quarters, so um, I think we'll be all right. Mila, uh, you guys have lost Juliana Nopu. She announced her pregnancy this week. Her replacement, Vika Colotto. What, Colotto, what can you tell us about her? Um, exciting. She's an exciting player, um, and she's definitely one to look, look you know, at for the future. Um, she's a very consistent player, and I guess what I love about um, Vika is she's, she's so young, so she just, um, she just thrives off, um, off every opportunity. And, um, you know, I guess being young, you've kind of got nothing to lose, and that's how she plays, like she's got nothing to lose. So, um, like I say, an exciting player to look forward to. And, um, yeah, I'm really um, I'm happy that she's um, been given the opportunity to um, be in our team because she brings a different aspect to the shooting end. Joan, you're obviously heavily involved with uh, netball. You're a dean at an all-girls college in Taranaki. Um, what's it like at the school level? Are you um, picking up again shortly? Yeah, absolutely. The girls, have, you know, like me, just can't wait. Um, so, yeah, training started once Level 2 was lifted. And, um, oh, mate, you know, it's just changed the whole kind of demeanour of the girls just to have sports and there's really, we didn't know how much it had affected them COVID until they started training this week so just in terms of what they're like in the classroom it's just changed them and you know because they've got an outlet which they didn't, well they kind of had before but it was on their own whereas now it's actually in a group situation with their mates so yeah, they just can't wait. And, and here in Taranaki, we start um, next week. Mm. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm just actually going into a meeting for to allocate the umpires. I'm on the panel for that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I'm, they have, what sport does, you know, for anybody um, has really been seen from, you know, uh, post-COVID so mm. yeah they're just so excited you know they're bubbly again they, they've they got real drive you know and it was different once we got back to school and they didn't have any sport mm. so yeah man bring it on and Netball New Zealand, um, sort of in the middle of COVID, they decided to cancel those those key secondary school events that were scheduled for September, October. Can you think, from your point of view, is there any reason Netball New Zealand couldn't reverse the, that decision and reinstate those for this year? Uh, I think that, you know, it just comes down to booking of uh, venue. Um, 
also, you know, I think with COVID, uh, families have been really hit financially. And, you know, that's one of the factors that Netball New Zealand as well has to look at. Um, here in Taranaki, we run an under-15 netball tournament, and it's not sanctioned by uh, Netball New Zealand. However, we have lots of New Zealand umpires that come, and lots of, um, you know, teams actually come for this tournament, and it's still running. Uh, what we're finding, and I'm not too sure, but um, there have been teams that haven't been able to make it that, that have for many years. So I know that Kapi Mana isn't able to come because uh, they usually hire out our hostel at Sacred Heart. So, yeah, I'm just, um, you know, I'm so glad that Taranaki is keeping this tournament because it's quite a, yeah, it's, it's a very cool tournament and over 100 teams usually come to it. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, if, if there's going to be many that pull out because they can't afford it. But that's really where it comes from is financially a lot of families have been hit really hard mm. and I think that it's important that netball organisations are mindful of that, even though we did get the $2.2 million from, you know, New Zealand Sports Commission. Well, Mila, I will um, move on to uh, picking the, the finalists well, before the competition gets underway. We'll assume you're going to say the stars are in the final. And who, do you, who do you see the stars playing in, in the grand final? As much as I don't want to admit it, uh, the Pulse are very strong and, and they have been for the last few seasons. Um, so I'd say the Pulse are definitely one to look out for, um, but also um, the Tactics as well. Um, I think someone mentioned that um, they've got quite a strong team, um, and especially like um, with Tupaya in the shooting end and um, quite a strong midcourt, um, I think they'll be one to look out for too. So yeah, I've got my money on that. Us against either the Pulse or the Tactics. Joan, who, who are you tipping for the uh, the grand final? Oh, I'm going uh, definitely Pulse. And sorry, Mila, but I'm going <laughs> my home girl, uh, the Mystics. And, yeah, it's going to be tough with uh, tactics as well. But, no, nah, I'm going with my home girl, Mystics. Suzanne, you got a variation on that? Uh, I wish I could say I do. Um <laughs> I have to go for the pulse, and um, Joan will remember the old wall of death from Wellington netball days when you had Waitamanu and Tanya Dearns there at the back. And I think we're going to see the same thing this time with uh, Karen Berger and Katrina Lore and Kelly Jury. And I'm picking them to come up against the tactics. Oh, please. They were only the wall of death in Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, please. They talked they themselves up. And, no, we still got the ball past them, babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, no surprises. Pulse, grand final. Then probably tactics. Um, and, you know, I think Mystics, I think Grace Wiki will go great, but they may miss Bailey Mears, her experience. Um, maybe the magic, I think the magic might be a bit of a dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. What about... Uh, the play you're most looking forward to, to catching a glimpse of, Bridget? For me, it's Afamu Ioane, um, Mila's uh, teammate. Um, brilliant wing defence. 2018 had a really great year, was possibly um, on her way to picking up a silver fence trial, had a, a nasty injury, uh, so she was out for the whole of last year. And just um, after, just after this, the first game of the round played in uh, March, she showed really good signs. She's a really a strong hunter for the ball. 
Joan, is there someone that you're sort of looking to keeping a, a keen eye on? Yeah, I'd have to agree with Bridget. She's, she's freaking awesome. Um, but for me, I just love this little midget of a player, uh, Taylor. Ta- Taylor Earl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thanks to um, And I think the connection between her and Grace is going to be formidable. It'll be awesome. So, yeah, they're, they're the two I'm looking forward to seeing. Suzanne? Uh, another Mystics player, and that's Saviour Tui, uh, whose goal attack, uh, who's, they're going to have a really young shooting circle, and uh, with Taylor Earl feeding and uh, Peter Tui are the two. Uh, mm-hmm. But Saviour, um, I think she's going to be a player to watch for a long time. She's only just out of school, but even in um, her school years, she was down in Wellington, she really shone. And I think she's going to be a bit of a rock in that circle, which is what they'll need. Mila, what, is there any sort of word on the, in the grapevine amongst the players as to, to someone that might be uh, ready to turn the competition on its head this year? Yeah, well, I have to agree as well. And I'll stick with my, you know, my, my team, but Fa'amu, she... Um, you know, she's been one of my buddies. I've played New Zealand 21s with her going up to age groups, and um, she's always been a, um, a workhorse. So I really look forward to seeing her up there. Um, and like you say, she's had a great performance um, um, during our first match against the Mystics. Um, and also, I'm looking forward to seeing Vika up there. I think everyone's going to get a bit of a shot when they see her up there up against some experienced distinguishers in the circle. Well, thank you very much. That brings us to the end of extra time for another week. My thanks to Bridget Tunney-Cliff, former Silver Fern, Joan Hodson, locker room Suzanne McFadden and Northern Stars mid-quarter Mila Royal-Yu Buchanan. On behalf of the Extra Time team, I'm Stephen Hewson. Bye for now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.